0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello. I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We had the uh, Hall of Fame game last night. Not a lot of uh, big-name dudes played, but you know they also introduced all the Hall of Famers at the field. That was pretty awesome. Um, we're not going to touch on that today, but I'm probably going to have a show over the weekend just kind of talking about... Hall of Fame game, Tannehill injury, assorted things going around the league. We have yet to really do that, and we need to. Uh, I, I've been at Latrobe the last two days, tied up with Steeler minicamp and responsibilities I have with SN, SNR, Steeler Nation Radio. Um, and last night, no, it was two nights ago, from Latrobe, I did another one of these fantasy mock drafts for football guys who I've been doing a lot of work with as well. Work for a lot of networks if you guys haven't figured that out. And maybe more on the horizon. Who knows? That would be cool. Always looking for more if people want to sign me up to write or, you know, write for them. That would be great. But we are brought to you by SeatGeek today. And I did this one other time. And I think it will be the last time I do it. Because they wanted me to do two of these fantasy drafts um, for football guys. Where, you know, fans could join us and draft Matt Williamson, yada, yada. And. So I just want to tell you how that went. I know this is still heavy fantasy season for a lot of you. This is not a fantasy podcast. You guys know that. I went over this like two weeks ago and we did this again. You know, did this the first time. But I did think it was interesting. Something fun to talk about. Uh, This draft was 12 teams, 28 rounds. 28 rounds. I mean, dude, what's 12 times 28? You know, 340, something like that. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. But well over 300 players taken. I mean, the end of the draft was honestly painful. I mean, you're really scrounging to find anything of value. So, you know, you, every team pretty much ends up with like two defenses, two kickers, three or four tight ends, three or four quarterbacks, and then fill it out with running backs and wide receivers. But it was also a best ball league where you start a lot of people. You know, like you can start up to four running backs, four or five receivers, um, only one quarterback. But um, a best ball league, though, it, you know, you can take a lot more risks. So a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who might not be consistent week to week, but has a great week, is a great best ball player. I'm, to be honest, that's the best way I've, I've been understood how, to, how, that, how that works. So, I drafted accordingly in that I took a very high risk to this fantasy draft. I picked third overall. So, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell were gone. I took Zeke. I know there's suspensions looming or whatever. Still, he's a stud when he's out there. That was a very easy decision for me. So I'm not going to do this all the time, but I will tell you early on the guys that went in between my picks. So I had the third pick, which then ends up being uh, the 22nd pick near the end of the second round. And the picks that went before my second rounder were David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke to me, Antonio Brown, Odell, Julio, Mike Evans, Gronk. Oh, I should note too that this league you get a point and a half for tight end catches as a point opposed to a point for every other catch. So that you might have thought wow, it's early for Gronk, but tight ends went quicker because they have more value than the average league. Hope I'm not being too too hard to follow here. And again, this is not a fantasy show. I'm not going to do a lot of fantasy, but you guys I got a lot of positive response when we talked about the mock draft I did previously with football guys. So I wanted to do another one. Um, at 19 nine went Devonte Freeman, then LaShawn McCoy, then Jordy Nelson at one eleven. I thought that was crazy early for Jordy Nelson uh, over AJ Green at one twelve. Uh, anyway, Jay Ajayi at two o two, Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, Travis Kelsey two o five. Again, proof the tight ends are worth a little more. Jordan Howard, I thought that was way too late at two o six. Demarco Murray, Greg Olson at two o eight, Ty Hilton at two o nine. Then I took Leonard Fournette. I think he's got a great chance to be Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to get a ton of carries. I think that line's better than people think. I think their defense is really good. I don't believe in Bortles, and his tape last year was just horrible, but they know that too, and they're going to take a lot off his plate and put it on Fournette's plate. Um, But I also think Bortles is better than we saw last year, which isn't saying much, don't get me wrong, but I think he can operate the offense a little better Keep them, you know, in a situation where Fournette doesn't fade away. And I also think Fournette's going to prove to be a better receiver than some are giving him credit for. So that means I picked soon after that. Uh, after my Fournette pick, so I had two backs, you know, two young backs, Zeke and Fournette. Cooper, Hopkins, Demarius, Lamar Miller. And I sat there at 303 and I took another running back. I told you you can start a ton of them. Another really young running back, Joe Mixon. Um, say what you want about him and... We're not even getting into that. That ship has sailed at this point of whether I want my fantasy team or not. Reports out of Cincinnati are, ex- are glowing, and that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, he's that type of player. My only worry with him is the offensive line, and I think he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going I think he gets goal line work. I think he gets passing down work. I think he gets early down work. So in the the world of fantasy, I think the the mix and train is starting to really heat up. And I think that's just beginning. Um, I told you earlier, uh, SeatGeek's been sponsoring us for a long time. They're wonderful. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere with just a few taps. I can instantly find seats. Um, SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats to fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so that's awesome, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from concerts, sports. NFL's right around the corner man. Go get some preseason tickets now. And here's what you do to get your preseason tickets. All my listeners get 20 bu- 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONFL today. So use promo code LONFL for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now back to this mock draft. And again, I told you we're going to probably this weekend I will do something more related to just news and notes around the NFL, Tannehill, and some of these other situations. Hopefully some of them will become a little clearer over the weekend. But this fantasy mock draft, I went three running backs in a row, and I didn't have that intentions. I knew when I won three, I was going to end up with Elliott. After that, I was just going to wing it and see where I ended up. So at this point, I have Elliott, I have Fournette, I have Mixon. Remember, it's a best ball league, so I'm going to play on the risky side. So my late fourth-round pick, I went with Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Martavis Bryant went the pick before. Keenan Allen went the pick after. Michael Crabtree went a pick or two after that, just to kind of give you receivers that were in that neighborhood. Tyreek Hill uh, went two picks before Bryant, so three picks before I picked. I love Martavis. I'm really excited about him. I bet I end up with him on my fantasy teams all over the place. But Alshon Jeffrey, this late, I mean, he's a number one receiver with an up-and-coming quarterback, all kinds of touchdown potential. Health is obviously a concern. But to get Alshon Jeffrey with the 46th pick overall, I was fine with that. And I would take him over any of those receivers I mentioned in that neighborhood. So then I was quickly on the clock again. And quarterbacks were starting to fall. Um, I took Russell Wilson with the 5-3 pick, the third pick in the fifth round. I know for a fact he was far more injured than most of you out there probably realized last year. I think their line's a little better. I think Baldwin and Graham and ProSice are high-end receiving talents. I think Wilson's a great player. Um, In the world of fantasy, he seems like a very much a bargain to me right now. And I'm usually one of those guys that waits and waits and waits for quarterbacks to, to fall and then I end up with a dude. Um, so we'll see. Uh, But I mean, I I thought that was a heck of a value there too. All right. So at this point, I now have my starting quarterback earlier than I usually pick them. Three super high upside running backs, young guys with gobs of talent, the best three running backs, in my opinion, in the past two draft classes. And Alshon Jeffrey is my only wide receiver. And I have a long wait, you know, that I'm at 51 pick. I took Russell Wilson I am now finally on the clock at 70. And I told you that tight ends are very much at a premium here. So Tyler Eifert had fallen recently. Zach Ertz went with a 62nd pick. Um, I picked at 70 and I took Martellus Bennett. Jeff uh, (laughs) Tafilla, I always say his name wrong for football guys, sorry. but He took Hunter Henry right before I took Martellus Bennett. And in the chat room, I was like, Man, dude, I mean, you're taking Henry over Bennett. Bennett's a Packer now, you know? I mean, I like Henry a lot, and he did a lot as a rookie as tight ends go. But, man, to get Bennett this late, I thought that was a steal, too. I think he's... I, some of it's because I'm not so big on Adams, Nelson, Cobb, to be honest with you. And I'm so big on Rodgers. But I think Bennett's a stud. Anyways... Uh, Delaney Walker went the pick after that. So with the 69-70, 71st pick, Hunter Henry Bennett Walker went. So all those teams like myself that hadn't had a, a tight end yet had to get in on that because this is a draft, uh, a league where tight ends are worth more. So it's a little earlier than most of your your drafts would go. Uh, then with the 75th pick, I took Deshaun Jackson, and, and I mentioned him at the beginning. Uh, in a best ball league, a guy like him... Has a lot more value. I mean, if he has a week where he catches an 80-yard bomb, it is really helpful. And it doesn't kill you as much whenever he catches, you know, two for 32. So, he's my second receiver, and I do like his situation a lot. Um, Again, long wait now, long wait, long wait. Figured I have to add at least another receiver. Took Dante Moncrief. Um, He went after Terrell Williams and before Eric Decker. Um, since then, news came out this morning. Moncrief has a, a yet another injury. We'll talk about that over the weekend when I find out more. But again, he's a high upside, high variance type of guy. Um, at nine three with a 99th pick overall, I took CJ Procyse. I think he's going to be a major factor for them. And I mentioned I'm high on Seattle. I took Russell Wilson. I mentioned Procyse there. This is a PPR league. Lacey and Rawls aren't going to catch many passes. I think ProSize is the back to to own in that in in Seattle, so again, nine nine picks in the books. It's a twenty-eight round draft, which is bonkers, and, and we're not going to harp a whole lot on my twenty-fifth round picks. Don't get me wrong. So long wait again till the tenth pick in the tenth round. I took Tyrod Taylor. People, this is a little different because people are realizing that. You know, it's a league where there's a million picks, and backup quarterbacks are a little more important that way, so you don't get shut out on that. So there was a run on backup quarterbacks. Actually, Dak Prescott went the pick right before that. Kirk Cousins went a little earlier than that. Stafford, Dalton, all those guys were falling off the board. So I jumped on Tyrod Taylor to back up Wilson. Um, fine with that. Uh, quickly after, I took Corey Coleman. In the same vein of high upside, I actually just turned in an article for Fan Rag about Corey Coleman. I urge you to check that out. Probably will be up by the time you listen to this. I still am very, very high on the player, and I thought last year was a really difficult way of evaluating Coleman. You know, he, he came to the um, he came to the league with little, you know, refinement out of out of Baylor and a lot of injuries. And a lot of quarterback problems. And when he came back from a broken hand, Ty, you know, uh, Terrell Pryor had taken over. So I'm, I'm big on Coleman. I think he can rebound huge this year. That situation um, isn't ideal, but i got to think the offense in general is better. But check that article out. So again, he fits this mold really well. They used him almost extensively as a deep threat, which makes sense him coming out of school. I think they'll incorporate him much more in the short passing game. He's really good after the catch. So you'll notice, I mean, my team is very young. uh, A lot of upside. A lot of former early picks in NFL drafts. And the same thing is true with my 12th rounder. After taking Corey Coleman, I took Josh Doxson. A lot of the same reasons, you know, to be very honest. Uh, I like the player a lot. There's a lot of ability there. There's going to be opportunity. And again, I mean, it's pretty late in this draft. Like Marvin Jones went right after him. Sterling Shepard went right after him. Um, and that was with the Shepard news at the time. People knew that he there were injury concerns, so Shepard fell further. Um, at this point in the draft, too, in the 13th round, this sounds crazy, but backup tight ends are falling like crazy, too, because it is a tight end premium league. Um, and there weren't a lot to pick from, and he didn't want to be caught with nothing behind him. So I took Austin Safarian Jenkins, you know, again, rolling the dice, high upside, a lot of ability. All reports are glowing. The receivers there are terrible. I know the offense is terrible, but somebody's going to catch passes. He's one of my real fantasy sleepers for this year, is, is ASJ. All right, so that's about the halfway point. I'd made 13 picks in a 28 round draft. And at that point, I had my three stud backs, I had pro sites, I have two quarterbacks, I have two tight ends. Again, those things were going quicker. And a lot of upside receivers. Um, I then I had to wait quite a bit. I took James Conner, again, a, a very much an upside pick if Lev Bell goes down. Conner, you insert him in your lineup and boom, for the 14th rounder, I got no problem doing that. Um, then I took Jared Goff in the 15th round. I still have some faith, and mostly I have faith in the new coach in McVay that it's going to turn him into a quality player, backup fantasy quarterback. Again, quarterbacks were falling left and right. To pick up three that you know are actually going to start was big in a league like this. Then took another huge upside guy, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, in the, in the 16th round. I'm a believer still. I really liked him coming out of school. It sounds like he was a lot of injuries. It sounds like he's very much grabbed a hold of the number three job in Minnesota. I think he's going to be a surprising guy after a zero obvious, you know, rookie season. Then I went for Funchess in the 17th round. I'm just kind of light on receivers. Let's get guys that have some draft pedigree to them. I don't love this pick, but I think he could score touchdowns. I really don't like Kelvin Benjamin. You know, again, we're scrapping here. You know, 18th round, I took the Giants defense, which I think is one of the best in the league. 19th round, I took Jonathan Williams. Again, much like Connor, if the stud ahead of him goes down, that could be a league winner for you. You know, you're reaching straws here. You know, you're you're reaching period here. You know, that that would be huge. And a, a very good running game. If McCoy misses any time, you plug in Williams. I like doing those type of things late in draft. In the 20th round... Deion Lewis was still available. I don't know what his role is going to be. I don't even know if he's going to make the Patriots. But when he's right and he's good, when he's right, he's good, and I like him a lot. Um, so it's so twentieth rounder, okay? You know, <laughs> you know. Again, in the twenty-first round, we're just uh, thro- totally throwing darts on talented players in good situations. Chris Conley with the Chiefs. I don't like Alex Smith. You guys know that. But he's got a lot of ability. Maybe he becomes a starter there. So Then I went with Eric Swope, just because tight ends are at a premium. A lot of ability. Allen's gone. This uh, regime coming over from Kansas City has a real history of these basketball-type tight ends. Refining those guys, so maybe he hits there. Then I took a backup defense with the Bears. And I think their defense is going to be a lot better than people think. You know, I don't love the secondary, but Leonard Floyd's going to be a stud, and Hicks, and McPhee, Freeman. That Bears defense is way better, I think, than people think. So to get him as one of the last defenses taken in a fantasy draft as your backup, fine. Then I took two other youngsters. I mean, this is a 24th and 25th pick in my draft. Eli Rogers and Carlos Henderson. If either one can establish himself as... The true slot guy, which kind of almost makes him a starter, then maybe they have value. Probably not. Uh, then I took a kicker, Connor Barth. Then I took Chad Williams, another talented wide receiver, with the 27th pick. And then I took Colin Kaepernick with the 28th pick. This two guys after there was two more, only two more picks late, you know, in the draft after my Kaepernick pick. And again, this is a quarterback premium situation. At the time, he's a free agent, as he is today. I didn't know about the Tannehill injury when it happened. But if he gets on the field, he produces fantasy points in the 28th round of a draft. So I also wanted to make a little statement, too, that he should be in the league. So this was kind of an odd podcast. I know it was fantasy-related. There won't be many of these, that's for sure, in the Locked On history, and there hasn't been. But I thought you guys would enjoy it. I will definitely do another one over the weekend talking about more of the current relevant NFL topics, and we'll get back to more of that. Before know it, you know it, all of our favorite teams are going to be playing. You know, we got games right around the corner. So, that's a wrap. We'll see it. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So, tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17